ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. My guest today is Peter McCarthy. He's director of consumer insights at Ingram Content Group. He has more than 20 years of experience in publishing, ranging from executive positions at Penguin and Random House to startups and consultancies. And he brings a strategic, technical, and data-informed approach to selling and marketing books and other content. We're here to talk about the mechanics of success in the world of self-publishing. Hi, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Welcome back to the podcast. The first time I interviewed you was back in 2017 about Optically, which was the company you were building at the time and which Ingram subsequently acquired. And you've continued to develop and innovate the product with them and really helped to make them a leading innovator in the book marketing space. And one of the things that is frequently discussed on the podcast is how COVID has accelerated trends that were already underway. And publishing was certainly not immune to this. Ebook readership went up for entertainment and education and self publishing ebooks, which was at one time a sort of frown upon vanity press activity, has entered the mainstream and continued to grow. And it's become an important part of what professionals do to market. And also this sort of democratization of the publishing process has given platform to diverse voices. So this is why I'm so excited to talk to you about book publishing and the mechanics behind the sales and success, and thus how authors and publishers should be thinking about their book marketing. So first, just to set the stage, in video, we often talk about how much content there is and how important content discovery is for success. And I'm sure this is also true for books. Can you frame the landscape into which new books are being released? Um, forgetting back catalog, just roughly how many new titles ballpark are released each year? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, a company like Penguin Random House is going to probably produce 20,000, 15 to 20,000 in a year. Oh, my gosh. So a lot. (laughs) They're the the largest, but, you know. um, But if that's if it's 20,000 a year and that's new stuff and then you have roughly that amount every year back to the beginning, there's a lot of content out there. Yeah, I think last time I checked, Amazon US has something like 27 million unique book SKUs. Yikes. So in the, US, in the US alone. Oh my gosh. So getting found, it's pretty darn important. And where does most of the searching for books take place? It's about half. It's split between search engines and Amazon. I'm so, I'm actually surprised that search engines still are up there. That's... They are. Yeah. Uh, slightly different kinds of queries. So search engines, you're going to see queries like what are the top memoirs or what are the best anti-racist books for middle schoolers. Um, I see. And then once they've discovered it, then high purchase intent, they're on Amazon. They know what they're looking for. Right. Once they know what they're looking for, they tend to be on Amazon. So Amazon search profiles a little different. It's more by book or by author. Right. So one of the things that's interesting about entertainment content in terms of visual entertainment is that discovery and social platforms are, are pretty critical. Less, You're less likely to be Googling, what should I watch tonight? You know, right. and instead of getting personal recommendations. So Instagram, Facebook, they're sort of super important mission critical for 
filmed entertainment, video entertainment, do they play a role in book marketing directly? Definitely. A lot of authors actually are developing their own social platforms. So I always kind of think of it in three sort of groupings. One would be author profiles mm -hmm. on social networks. Second would be publishers profiles. Mm -hmm. And the third would be what I think of as like brands where it may be the publisher, but it may also be a series or a I character. See. And they have a sort of social presence for the brand or series. Yeah, and increasingly it's, it's, it's a very effective way of promoting books, events around books. So when authors speak, especially during the pandemic, promoting webinars that they might be doing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we think of that as the author platform and social is a key component to it. And it does uh, have an influence on, on purchase behavior. So we know, we know that in general it's effective, whether it's effective for this book or that book, that can depend. Right. So what about Amazon in terms of paid pushing Amazon, like discovery through Amazon that they're serving it up? How important is that? And how is that if you were to say relative to social, like if I'm placing, if I'm an author and I'm thinking about doing some paid pushing, is it better for me to think about Amazon or social? It's interesting. Yeah. I think the, the, um, the dreaded, it depends answer, but <laughs> But, okay. But it, but it depends. I mean, if you're an author with a massive platform, so let's say let's say you make ah. a living, um, you know, public speaking and consulting. You've got a website. You blog on the regular. You post that blog on Twitter, and you know you do stories on Instagram and, and things of that nature. Social is going to be great for you, and you're going to drive. You're going to reach your, your core readership, and you're going to drive a lot of sales and if you drive a lot of sales on Amazon, what happens is its algorithm will actually basically promote your book for you. Oh, um, so if you're if you've got some nice profile, if you have a nice audience on your socials, you push it on social, it results in sales. Amazon does the work for you. Am basically, I yeah, you right? got it. Yeah, if you and then sort of the counter to that, which is where most people who self-publish, in particular usually are living, I would say 80 to 90% of them are living in, in this world where they may have some social profile, but it's not massive. Right. Um, it's certainly not massive enough to drive substantive sales at Amazon. For, for those folks, you know, I would make a couple of different recommendations around Amazon. The first would be get the, get the foundation set right. So think things like book description, keywords, get their categories right make sure it's enrolled and look inside just all the basics of like a, an Amazon page that will convert to sale. That okay. looks great. Um, that's critical. Then, then you pay to play. I so see. if you've got a page that's ready to convert, that's when I would suggest running Amazon ads. When you say ready convert, what does that mean? Uh, ready to convert would just be the descriptive copy is very reader aware. It's very reader friendly. It says what the book is, what the value is. Um, you've got sort of social proof. So you've got some quotes. So it's not just, you know, Pete McCarthy wrote a book on marketing. It's Pete McCarthy wrote a book on marketing and Gabriella Mirabelli says it's great. I see. I yep. see. Okay. You want all that there first before you start spending on ads because if you advertise and people show up at an empty restaurant, even if you have food, they're not going to eat. It's got to look. It's got to look like what they want to buy. 
That's yeah. interesting. So if the 800 pound gorilla in the book universe, though, is Amazon um, and the Amazon algorithm, do the most important things need to happen on the Amazon platform? It sounds like actually some of those really important things happen on these other platforms as long as, as long as they convert to, I guess, sales, or maybe I should correct that. Uh, I can have a great profile on social media, but if it isn't converting to sales, does Amazon care or is Amazon only about what the metrics happen on Amazon? Yep. The latter. So Amazon is all about the ratio between glance views, which is what they call a page, a product detail page view Mm -hmm. and it converting to a sale. That's their favorite metric to look at. When I say they, I mean their algorithm. Right. A few other things too. I mean, they, they look at, again, those foundational things, how well covered is the book? So do you have all the assets um, in there that they need? Um, but basically, yeah, they're looking for someone came, look at the page and bought the book. So I've had friends who have published books and these aren't even self-published. These are through publishers and they'll say to me, it's really important for the Amazon algorithm that you write a review. Can you please write a review? Is that true? How important are the reviews? Reviews, they do matter and they are fairly important. Yeah, especially um, sort of near publication and just post-publication date. They're, they're, they're very important because that's, you're going to so see the win- of- So there's a window of time where they make more of a difference is yes. what you're saying. Yeah, yep, exactly. So the older a book is, you know, the less difference it's going to make um, unless there are zero, like a null is is- Super bad. You avoided, yeah. Um, but when you first come out of the shoots, there's usually a, a sort of sales, there's sort of a sales pattern that a lot of books conform to, which is they sell a lot early and then it kind of falls off and there's sort of sales decay over time. And then they, they, they hit a sort of natural baseline. Mm-hmm. Reviews really help right at the beginning of that to sort of, have have sales beget more sales and sort of elongate that period of the book selling because so then it then you i guess the question is that means or it seems to be borne out that regardless of if you've twisted arms and all your friends and family are the ones writing all these reviews that having reviews, positive reviews do tend to be correlated with increased in sales. So if people see these positive five stars, they think I'm going to take that gamble. It looks like a good book from this copy and look at all these five-star reviews. So it really does make a difference at the top, at the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, Later on, of course, it doesn't hurt, but it it certainly certainly helps right off the bat, Um, particularly if you're publishing. You mentioned a lot. You mentioned professionals at at the sort of the top. And, and you know, a lot of times I find self-published professionals are usually publishing into a topic that a lot of other people are publishing into. Right. Like a marketing, like a marketing whiz or something like that. And they startup, startup, entrepreneur. You know, you're going to be competing with thousands of other new books on entrepreneurship and how to do a startup. So that's when consumer reviews really start to, you know, sort of differentiate and separate. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number of them certainly, and also the the stars. Um, You know, which is more important? I mean, is it is do stars outweigh? Like, if I write a, a a giant paragraph, does the length of the review matter? Does the or is it really the stars? Um, 
It's interesting. I mean, is there an AI that's crawling the text? Yeah, there, there, the text is definitely crawled. It's crawled by Google. It's also crawled. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, Google wow. Comes, so yeah. Google's reaching, Google's reaching into Amazon and crawling the text of the reviews. Absolutely. Oh gosh. It's so incestuous. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy I mean, world. well, it's funny. Cause I was thinking, you know, Google is pretty secretive about their algorithm. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, people are always trying to game it. Like we know how to do the SEO for Google. Is it same for Amazon or is Amazon equally opaque? Are there people, if there are firms out there that say, we know the trick to winning on Amazon, are those, do those people really have something maybe to be helpful or, or not so much? I mean, they're sort of baseline things, which you can tell us in this interview, you yeah. know, but beyond that, there's not sort of magic. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a great it's a great question. I would say there's no magic, uh, okay. but there's definitely there are definitely things that there's a certain playbook that of baseline things that one would do. Okay, and if you've once I, you know I've noticed in marketers over time once once they've seen enough launched enough books out there. Um, Sure. I mean, they can develop a sort of a Action sauce, plan. a recipe, yeah, that they use. And they, I think, one of the, the challenges that self-published authors, in particular, have is that they, some of them are professional marketers, but many of them are not professional marketers who really understand the idea of, you know, a universe on Amazon of twenty-seven million books and right. what matters and what do you do and you know how do you how do you optimize a page for, you know, book buying intent as opposed to just browsing intent, which is. Well, and who cares about browsing intent? Really? I want to know book buying intent ultimately. And I I mean, I think, um, so let's, um, let's just, let's punch through a couple of these things. So you've already said that reviews soon to publication date, soon to publication date stars and text they both matter um and try to to wrangle your friends kind of around when you're going to publish so you release the thing and they and you marshal them this is an attack plan um you had also said that the uh what what about the page what about the things on the page itself what what is sort of a need to haves there um yeah it's actually it's super interesting the lot of uh, heat map and IMAP studies have been done of Amazon pages. So this isn't just, that's just to say, I'm not making this stuff up. Um, <laughs> I never would think you'd make it up. You're far too clever. No, so- of course. I, I just, I just look at other people's research, but, but, you know, they're clever. And so, but the, uh, for example, uh, a, a first sentence uh, in their descriptive copy that's bolded short, and just simply states what the book is, is so often missed and it's critical. So when you say state what the book is, you mean like, for instance, let's say I've just um, written a book about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So I would say in bold faced hype, the must read book about entrepreneurship, something that simple or, yeah. or, or should it be more descriptive? Maybe specific, like if you've got an angle. So if it's um, about female entrepreneurship, there you go. That's okay. Yep. How yep. how niche should you make it? Um, 
I, I think it is specific at, to your book as applies, right? So, I mean, if it's, if it is in, in, it's very much about being reader aware. We often talk about this sort of, okay. What does that mean? Just to uh, let's like, like pretend yeah. you're not talking to a marketer. So, um, so not thinking about myself as the, as someone who works at, you know, publishing house or at a, in a publishing industry, the author not thinking of herself as the person who wrote the book, but rather thinking about the person who might be looking for it and might want to buy it. And has never seen it before. I so see. So really, so really thinking about like, if, if you're, if, how would you spin this for the young woman who's considering being an That's entrepreneur? It. I need to talk to her. So yeah. it's really, it's, it's your consumer. So reader aware is your consumer. You're right. a consumer. Yes. Okay. And what would you, if I brought one, if I brought her over, knocked on the door and said, Oh, give her the 10 second version of your book. That's basically what that first line is. Or a sandwich board. You're standing outside trying to get them to come in and buy it. What does it say on the sandwich board? You know, okay. um, scale your, scale your startup, you know, right. Uh, whatever, okay. whatever the terms are. And that, because that, when we see when we see people's eyes traversing an Amazon page, they look at the book cover. Okay. They come across and they look at that first line. Okay. Then they either click on the read more to read more of the descriptive copy, basically looking to find out more about whether the book is for them. Okay. Or they go head over to the price area on the top uh, right. Okay. And if you don't catch their eye there, basically what they're doing is they're judging the book by its cover and price. <laughs> so <laughs> it really, so cover design matters. You work yeah, on that design, oh yeah. Make, oh, that's a, that's definitely a tip. Make, make your, make your, make sure that your cover is designed such that it works as a thumbnail that is like visible on a phone. Uh, oh, that is interesting. So it has to scale. It has to work very small. If it's you think about it, small. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Thumbnail on a phone. Thumbnail on a phone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. That's crazy. I feel like I've, I have all these, I've got to like, okay, so when I get <laughs> off this interview, I'm going to have to like email my friends and say, you're going to have to listen to the interview, but right now just heads up. Right. Um, Big okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. It's totally um, different. Yeah. And, um, and you had also said, uh, sign up for looking inside what first yeah. one, what is this yeah so just um when you get to an amazon page you know how you can look inside the book right now is that something that anybody can do or do you have to pay to do that um or no anyone can do it and you don't have to pay um oh. yeah so that's a and it's important um it's important for conversion to sale it's also important for ranking in search and being sort of merchandised by the Amazon algorithm. So they'll, they'll look for that. They have sort of a checklist. I won't go into what it's okay. called, but sort of of all the different marketing assets that could be on a product detail page, they have a checklist and the more of them that you've got checked off, the better. Do they and, give authors that checklist or is this yeah. something like this is sort of secret? It's yeah, they give them. Yeah, it's findable. If you if someone does a search for Kindle Direct Publishing um, or self-publishing, you know, most and they actually say things like "make your thumbnail good enough to see on a phone," or is that a secret, Pete? That's, uh, yeah, that's probably more me. But but they'll okay, talk I want more secret Pete stuff. <laughs> that's what I want because uh, I don't want the stuff they can get off of the Amazon um, <laughs> the Amazon list. So, um, 
I guess we'll we'll I'll drill you for more of that later. But uh, um, what about okay? We've got reviews on Amazon. Mm-hmm. What if there's a review on Goodreads? Are reviews other places? Are things that happen again? We're talking off platform. Do they matter to Amazon or not? People are buying on Amazon and that matters. I mean, I guess this is a question. How many books are purchased through Amazon? Are the lion's share of the books purchased through Amazon? If you're talking self-publishing, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, um, we are. Okay. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's. I think it's important for authors to, to think of their goals. Um, in other words, Sometimes it's book sales, you know, sometimes it's, it's book as advertisement um, for themselves oh, or okay. branding. And so in which case getting it out into the physical channels, the brick and mortar channels can be incredibly important. Uh, you may not sell as many copies, but can a having self, your book there is. Can is, a self-published book really end up in a brick and mortar environment? It can. Seem, it can. Yeah, it can. There are other avenues. So you can go directly with, with Amazon. Um, you can, and they have a, they have a print solution. There's, um, and a company I work for has a division called Ingram Spark, where you can self-publish and get to all the platforms. You can get to libraries. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, right. So if you're using it for marketing, that's a real, that's a real advantage. So people really should know about that. Ingram Spark, everybody. Um, it's sort of like think about it, you know, and 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 read up on. I, you know, I would suggest there are certain blogs out there. Jane Friedman is probably the one that I like to read the most on self-publishing, where she just goes into all of the things to consider when self-publishing. What are your goals? What are the best platforms? And then after that, kind of, what do you need to do? So that's just a tip, right? Well, you know, the other thing I was wondering about is sort of metadata and mm-hmm. um, and also simplicity, language, linguistic simplicity. When we think about um, Google and the SEO, there is a, in order to get, whenever I'm working on WordPress, it's like in order to get the green bar, I've got to write for kind of like a second grader. It's very frustrating because I yes. use big words. Is that the same for Amazon or because SEO, if 50% is Google and 50% is Amazon, yes, keep it simple. Um, do you write differently, different places? What, how should we think about our SEO? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I like to think of it. I like to think of a couple things. So first, the first thing I always suggest to any author is have their own website. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's real. That's important. Yeah, Even though, no, I mean, like web starts, there are a dime a dozen. Does it really matter? It does. And I'll tell you why I think it does anyway. Okay. Here's why. Um, Everywhere else is is rented real estate, and it's very difficult to reflect what's happening anywhere else from that rented real estate. So, um, in a way that really matters. Um, okay. So, I'll give you an example. If you link to something in your Facebook profile um, as an author, you link over to the Amazon page. Some people might traverse that link. Google probably isn't going to crawl that link. They're not going to recognize the relationship between the two things. Oh. An author site is where you can actually reflect everything. Oh, so okay. In a, in a way, it's a roundabout way of answering the Goodreads question, which is Goodreads reviews absolutely matter, especially if you can tell people about them and point to them. Uh, I see. So you have a website, you point to them, and then Google in their SEO says, oh, look at this. This is related. So this correct. is going to juice the page. Oh, okay. Yeah, Got and then they start to understand in their own sort of uh, – they would call it the knowledge graph, but they just sort of understand 
who you are, that, you know, you're an author, you're an author of this book. They can see the buy buttons across there. They recognize the unique identifying numbers, whether it's a ISPN or a ASIN, which is Amazon's proprietary SKU. And of course they have one. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, and then, but Google will understand it. And, and, and that's the, I think the value of having a, an author site is you own it, you can control it. Google crawls it and, you know, they'll understand that sort of link graph. And now you can start to reflect things. The other thing that you can do is if you've got more than one book in you, uh, you can use your website to begin to develop a relationship with consumers and readers. So, Oh, that direct relationship. Yeah. That those small emails, quote unquote, small email lists, a couple hundred people. Is uh, a couple hundred a good list? Is that a good it can volume? Get, it can get just a bunch of pre-orders on a second book. And Oh, I see. Yeah. And that doesn't hurt. So it's like a little bit of care and feeding of a relatively simple, yeah, WordPress site. Um, so if I'm a really small publisher and I put out maybe three books, four books, like I'm small, yeah. but that list could really help my collection. It sounds like it Absolutely. could make a difference. It really could. Um, so what about audio? Audio is on the rise. Does having an audio version of your book help? Um, or does it, it's sort of like, well, that's a whole nother thing you're marketing. It's yeah, it's almost that. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's it's definitely comes down to a choice. I, I would say, if you are if you're looking to do it for branding, um, absolutely uh. have an audiobook. Uh, audiobooks long tail is not quite as long as uh, let's say ebooks. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it just looks huh. a little bit different. Um, but I would say probably in the next. 12 months to two, three years, audiobooks are going to be um, almost required. And a lot of them may be produced with, with, with non-human narration. Oh, that is fascinating. Beware of voice actors who contact me. You are Just, going to uh, voice actors will be better. I've, I've heard some of the, the, the efforts, but the efforts are getting better and better huh. and better and better. A so, robot 2000. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, so uh, what about, you know, interviews like this? If I have, I mean, I have book authors on my podcast now. Is that just gee whiz, that's good branding? Or does the fact that when I have an interview and I have a click to purchase link and it's coming from another site, does that help that it's coming from this other site to go yeah. in? It definitely helps. Um, yeah, the more the more varied the traffic sources are, the, the better. Um, and just links in general to the page. I see. The more gravity, the more weight you can put on any web page, it's good for it. Um, so yeah, links coming from lots of different places. That's when I think about SEO of a book. I think uh -huh. it's sort of two terms, two ways. One is the entire web. And okay. SEOing that, and that would be like if I had a book, you know, asking you to mention the book at the end of my bio um, on the mention, you know, on the oh, next site, and then oh, and by the way, if you could just put a link to to my website uh, for the buying options, and then you link across to my site, I link to all I the see. retailers, I'm linking to Goodreads, and then I have a little sign up box, and I'm sort of you're building the, this map of connectivity. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I differentiate the copy 
So I always, and then I think of Amazon SEO specifically. So there's okay. whole web, Amazon and whole web. I'm, I'm differentiating the way I'm talking about the book from the way I am on Amazon. So Amazon, I'm giving the sort of, I've got, you know, less than a second to get somebody to basically, as I said, with the, the eye tracking, mm-hmm. look at the cover, read that first line, make a decision as to whether or not they want to find out a little more. I should have paragraph breaks, maybe some bullets to mm-hmm. help them. To, to, to make it easy, that. to make it or, simple. Okay. Is this the one for me or is this not the one for me, especially in nonfiction? Right. Um, if you're comparing like travel guides, let's say. Okay. You, want, you want bullets. You want to know, like, does it have maps? Is it for families? Is it for backpackers? Like, what, what is this? Right. For? What are you going to get? Eat, make it, so again, if we're talking consumer centric, make it easy for the reader to know what you're about. hundred percent. Make it straightforward. Even for the most literary of things, make it simple for them to understand that it is the, the most literary of things. Right. I see. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Don't get too fancy with it because we're shopping at that point, right? You know, once you're on Amazon, you're shopping, make it easy for them to say yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. There are some things that you can do in terms of, you know, really focusing on pre-orders to try to drive as many of them as you can mm-hmm. um, so that you can drive yourself. Grass, so grassroots pre-orders help. That's that a good thing. Helps. That helps. The other thing that helps is choosing categories wisely. You can often be a bestseller in a niche category. Ah, and then you can say you're a bestseller because bestseller is a bestseller. Ah, so choose your categories, people. Choose your categories wisely. Um, Are the categories Amazon categories or can you make up some crazy little category? They're they're Amazon categories. Uh, It's interesting in that categories and keywords that you use play together and so can move your, shift your book around a little bit. So if they... If you don't see the like perfect category for you, throw the category into your keyword field and that can help. Oh, that's interesting. The product that Ingram has and offers to publishing houses is pretty phenomenal and helps that you game out some of these keyword kind of things. Now, if I'm a self-publishing author, can I, can I sign up for this service or is this something that's, you know, on the product roadmap down the line, not there yet? For marketing insights, the, the product is really for publishers, but but small publishers as well as large. Um, so what would be like if I'm if I'm talking like what's the small end of small? How yeah. many titles? A couple dozen. Okay. Those publishers can get a lot of value out of out of that product. Our product's very much of a it's almost like Google Analytics. It's it's, oh, it's, a, it's little, a little challenging for your average bear. Yeah. It's a heavy lift, but but we're looking at ways of sort of taking out the bits and pieces that authors in particular would find value, valuable right, and right. giving them sort of the version that's aimed directly at their use case, which is a little lighter. It's a little more just keywords, categories, grade my description, right? And, you know, talk to me right. about categories and help me out. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. this has been great. Um, you're always so smart that it's such a pleasure to talk to you. And oh, I you. think it's been a really useful episode. So thank you. Ah, it's so fun. I could talk about it all afternoon. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Naughton, the voice artist who recorded our open, and of course, all of you, the members of our audience. Thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.